Boy, I am going to miss the Republicans not controlling the House. Uh, trans activists are having a huge problem. They have to explain their positions, and it doesn't go off real well. And Joe Biden is making promises again, using our tax dollars and not really helping us at all. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, a couple of things. Let's do some business here. Uh, Argentina and France are playing in the World Cup final on sun- on Sunday. I'm probably not going to watch it because they've decided to play the World Cup final at, what time was it? 6 a.m.? So they're playing it at 6 p.m. I guess we have a 12-hour time difference. So they play it at 6 p.m. over there. And so we're going to see it at 6 a.m. Or I'm not going to see it. I don't know. The other thing is, it looks like I'm not going to get through everything I want to get through from Monday to Thursday. See, when I write these scripts, I actually start them on the weekends. That's why normally my podcast comes out nice and early on Monday because I already have a script. But I write so much of a script, there's so much more to talk about. Now, granted, there's not a lot to talk about in news, especially political news, because there just hasn't been that much happening. Joe Biden has got to be, without a doubt, the most boring president you could actually have ever because he doesn't talk to anyone his obviously the only thing that guy really does is spend money which you'll find out a little bit later but so i'm probably going to do a podcast tomorrow because there's some culture stuff i i really want to get into i mean (laughs) there's some really weird stuff out there of course it deals with race and a chick marrying somebody she probably that probably doesn't exist Fun stuff like that. So let's get to the fun stuff. So Congress decided to hold an anti-LGBTQI plus violence hearing. Essentially, it wasn't a real violence hearing. It was a hate speech, Elon Musk bad hearing. Because these guys were bitching and moaning that Elon Musk has not gotten rid of a lot of the anti-LGBTQI H-R-S-T-U-V-W-X, pound sign, hate. Um, I got to tell you, I love when they do this. I love, it's going to be really bad when Republicans take over the House. And it's going to be interesting to see what's going to happen with that. We probably need to talk about that a little bit. Uh, Republicans are so incompetent, we may not even have a Republican speaker, even though Republicans run the House. Don't ask. Don't ask. I ha- It's a long story. So, but if Republic, when Republicans take over, the problem is they we won't have stupid hearings like this because the entertainment value is out the door. And the other thing is that you really hear what the left thinks about things and all the hyperbole, and all the conflation, and there was a ton of conflation at this thing. And of course, they had the pro-gay activists, pro-trans, it was basically pro-trans activists, all of them were pro-trans. They were, they say LGBTQI plus minus divided sign, but it really is all about trans people, because gay people don't count, gay men don't count, lesbian women don't count anymore. And there's not a lot of hate towards gay men and lesbian women because gay men and lesbian women typically aren't grooming your kids. But 
it, it was it was fun, and you really heard the problem with the trans people. So here's a man who thinks he's a woman by the name of Olivia Hunt. I don't know what his... I, I tried to look him up to find out what this guy's real name is, but it's not out there. He's talk, This is his introduction, and he's talking about a lot of things, but he's specifically talking about the misuse of the term groomer and the violence that it brings down onto gay people, onto trans people, because, or LGBTQ, whatever you want to call it, all the violence that it brings. And it's, it's really kind of a trip. So let, let's listen to his uh, introduction, and I'm going to break it up a little bit. It's a little longer, and just let me address some key points that came out of this. Listen, let's go through the first clip receptive to that message take it to heart and it reinforces their prejudices in their minds trans people either become victims to be saved from ourselves or villains to be punished one example of this in action is the misuse of the term groomer anti-lgbtq activists have appropriated this terminology used by survivors of childhood sexual abuse and used it to slander lgbtq people and our allies as predatory harmful toward children okay the reason these people are being quote slandered with the end quote, with the term groomer, is because they are sexually indoctrinating kids in schools. They are putting drag shows on kids in schools and in libraries. Here's the thing. No one really cares about the sexual perversions of these people. We don't care. You want to dress like a woman, go for it. You want to be gay, go for it. You, you want to... You want to walk around as a man, walk around in a thong, that's fine. You want to say you're a woman, you can say you're a woman. No one cares. No one cares. What we care about is that these guys bring their perversions to our kids. And they're bringing, they're bringing them to our kids as young as like five years old. No, we don't, we don't want that. As far as I'm concerned, you're grooming. What reason would you need to... to, to, to Make it important that a guy in a thong dance in front of a five-year-old at a bar or something. What is the purpose of that? Mind you, they never explain it. They just say, oh, it's just the beauty of... Well, it's not appropriate. I mean, there are lots of things. I can't walk outside in a thong. I'll get arrested, as I should. But no, this is grooming. This is indoctrination. What, well, what is, what is indoctrination? It's a, just Grooming is just another term for indoctrination. Now, do all these guys want to have sex with kids? Probably not. But the reality of the matter is, there are a lot of guys that do. I mean, look at the naturalization of pedophilia that's happening these days. So yeah, we're going to call you groomers, because you are groomers. You're grooming our kids, and not to mention, you're grooming them so, so that they'd be ready to cut off their boobs when they turn 16. Girls cut off their boobs when they turn 16. So that little boys want drugs at 10, 9, 10 years old. Yeah, we'll call you groomers, because you people are evil. Okay, so let's listen to the next clip here. In reality, trans people are significantly more likely to be the victims of sexual abuse than perpetrators of it. And now, this misused terminology has become part of the political discourse around trans people and is invoked as a reason to further restrict our rights in the name of protecting children. Okay, I think this was a glitch. I think this was kind of a mistake by her. First off, what she's basically admitting that a lot of trans people do have mental problems and emotional problems. Okay, 
a lot a lot of them are being sexually abused. First off, I don't buy that anyway. A lot of the sexual abuse, like when boys can go when boys who think they're girls or wearing dresses can go into the girls' restrooms. I there are a lot of sexual assaults are happening. Enough sexual assaults that school boards like Loudoun County are actually hiding the statistics. So no, I don't necessarily believe this. But I do believe that yes, they were sexually assaulted, probably as kids. That's why they became and and, and some trans people, some detransitioners, like uh, I can't I can't remember his name. Um, no, he uh, the uh, seal Navy seal that transitioned to a woman and then detransitioned. He admitted there were some issues there. There was another girl who transitioned to a boy. She transitioned to a boy because she was sexually abused. And then she detransitioned when she realized, oh, I've got PTSD and all this fun stuff because I talked about her Herringer, Karen Herringer, who who was became a boy because she didn't want to be sexually assaulted again. But you got to remember something. The trans people, they do have some issues there. There's a reason why the suicide rate for, for trans people is like 36%, 36 to 40%. You transition, that does not mean you, you're you're fine. That's why the DSM-5 believes gender dysphoria is a real problem. Okay, so here she goes. She's going to continue on, and this one just trips me out. because, And we're going to talk about all the violence in the world that she's talking about, or he's talking about, excuse me, because all of this stuff is just not true. This same rhetoric has subsequently been used as justification for violent anti-LGBTQ activism. Heavily armed protesters have made numerous attacks or attempts at intimidation against family-friendly pride events and drag performances around the country. Even hospitals have been targeted with bomb threats and intimidation tactics. Based on social media figures spreading baseless stories that the providers are, in their words, mutilating children. Okay, none of this is true. And this is the problem that this, these people have. They have to prove that there's so much violence against trans people, and yet they really have no specific instances of violence. Okay, so they talk about the Colorado Springs shooting. That's one. They, talk, they did talk about that. The Colorado Springs shooting, first off, it was a crazy person, but we have no idea what this guy's politics were. It doesn't sound like he was right-wing. And he identified as gender non-binary, and there's talk that he's trans. So you're gonna have to you're gonna have to wait on that before and they didn't wait when they talked about it on the hill yesterday. They just brought it right up. And the fact is that a couple of people said, wait a minute, he's he's non-binary, he could be trans. That's what he's talking about. No, there haven't been bomb threats on lots of hospitals. There's been one bomb threat, and it came against Vanderbilt University in Nashville, Tennessee. Yes, the bomb threat came after the after a report by Matt Walsh of the Daily Wire that said children as young as uh, boys and girls as young as twelve were getting uh, puberty blockers, and girls with the breasts as young as the age of sixteen were getting their breasts cut off, and then two days later there was a bomb threat. And he did report that the reason the, the hospital was doing this was money, 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 money. They were doing it because of money. And they actually had a video where the doctors said that 
on Vanderbilt's website and Matt Walsh played it. Now, here's the problem. Was it a right-wing, far-right conspiracy theory, blah, 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 or conspiracy that did this? We don't know. They never, call, they never caught the guy who called in the bomb threat. They never in, really investigated it. Even though Matt Welsh and the gal from Libs of TikTok, whose name I won't use because she already been doxxed, put up reward money because Matt Walsh and the gal from Libs of TikTok both said, we're not completely sure this was a right-wing person or an anti-LGBTQIR plus whatever person. We're not sure you guys didn't set this up. Well, here's the thing. Um, the news story went away. Nobody was ever found. There was no motive ever found. We don't know who did that. And by the way, are there other hospitals that had bomb threats called in? Haven't heard about it in the news. So, yeah, I'm going to sit back and assume that we don't know anything about this. You can't make grandeur, grand, uh, grand conflated conspiracy theory accusations on anyone when you know nothing about it. That's what the left does. That's what the left does. So let's let's finish off what he's got to say. There's a straight line that can be drawn from the legislation trying to strip trans people of our human rights to the increasingly hostile and inflammatory rhetoric portraying us as a threat to society to the acts of violence that have taken far too many lives. The people engaged in these efforts, from the politicians and media figures who normalize the dehumanization of trans people, to the influencers who vilify us on social media, to the people brandishing firearms and making bomb threats, bear culpability for the violence that ensues. Okay, you know something? Again, this is a tired talking point with them. Um, trans people are not only not being dehumanized, they're being put on a pedestal. We see it all the time. It's happening in my neighborhood. People are doing this in our neighborhood, right down the street. They've got drag time. They got drag, tie, drag story time. They have drag performances right here against the parents' wishes. But those parents are the terrorists. Again, let's sum this up. We don't care what you guys do in your bedroom. We don't care that you've got perversions. You can live your life. Nobody cares. You can even walk in the street, in a full dress, nobody cares. When you start messing with our kids, protests can happen. And a lot of those protests are not violent. For example, school board meetings, this is what they're calling terrorism now. Where people are sitting, the parents are sitting at school board meetings, screaming at the, at the school board about what they're doing to their kids. At least that's what we've been told. That's what these teachers unions are sending to the Justice Department. And, but here's the reality. These people are a threat to society. They are becoming as bad as abortion. They are promoting sterilization of our children. They are a huge threat. Hey, if we can't abort the kids, we'll give them puberty block blockers, castrate them with chemicals, and then we'll cut off their, their genitalia and we'll cut off their breasts. That is what is happening today. Then she brings up a stat. She brings up a stat. I didn't play that. Where she says 1.6 million kids are identify as trans. Here's my problem with that stat. 
they were nowhere near that 10 years ago. What happened? Could it be you people are grooming the kids to believe you, you are exposing dysphoria, gender dysphoria, and using it to your own political means? And I'm sorry, you will be dehumanized when you do that. Okay, this next clip, here's Katie Porter saying something very disturbing, but it is important, okay? And she's from California. She's a rep from California. And California actually does believe this. I want to remember I want you to remember this. Politicians are stupid. She did not mean what she said. And she's probably kicking herself in the ass last night because she realizes, "Oh my god, I said it." But sometimes stupidity actually leaks some of their truth. Let's listen. You know, this allegation of groomer and pedophile, it is alleging that a person is criminal somehow and engaged in criminal acts merely because of, of their identity, um, their sexual orientation, their gender identity. Um, so this is clearly prohibited under Twitter's content, yet you found hundreds of these posts on the platform. Your team filed complaints about these posts, correct? Yes. And how often did Twitter act to take down these posts, which violated its own content policy? Very rarely. So from our calculation, it looks like about 99% of your complaints, they basically acted on one or two of the 100 plus complaints you filed. Instead of taking them down, Twitter elevated them, um, allowing them to reach an approximate 72 million users. This is not just about what happens online. What happens online translates into real harms in people's lives. Um, uh, Ms. Popcock, you provide services to a community that experienced a devastating LGBTQ attack. Can you provide some examples of the link between speech online and attacks against providers like you? We know really um, online threats, I mean, in addition to just creating an atmosphere of bullying for young people, um, you know, it also creates an... Okay, first off, this is what this whole thing is about. It's about Twitter. And this is all about Twitter and Elon Musk. Now, I, I do want to remind you, we don't really know any of the statistics. For example, she doesn't bring up any of her statistics uh, when the statistics happened, when this stuff happened. She doesn't bring up um, examples. She just says, oh, so Twitter's not tearing it down. For all we know, it was four months ago that they weren't taking things down. When were these complaints? What were the complaints? Were the complaints actually legitimate or not show us examples they don't do that they didn't do that throughout the hearing they just said yeah oh yeah they're 500 we i reported okay well what were they and were they really examples of what you're complaining about about violence for example twitter four months ago considered it violence when i called um that bradley character who was a spy he when i said that he, when I used his original name or dead named him, they suspended me for violence. So when exactly did this happen? And give me some of the example, give us some of the, the range of the statistics. Where is the baseline? Because Musk has been on Twitter for a month and a half 
And he's still trying to figure out how to get rid of bots and get rid of things. I know things are happening because I've been warned several times since Musk took, took over. I know he's doing something. But I want to point to something that she said. She said, uh, trans people and pedophilias. And then she said, their identity. That's their identity. She basically accidentally, I think, conflated pedophilia and trans. I don't think she meant it. I think trans people have their own identity and pedophilia has its own identity. Now, this would not bother me so much. Maybe it's just a slip of the tongue. Maybe she just messed up her wording. But California is trying to make pedophilia almost legal. They've made it that pedophilia, if you are 24 and the chick is 14, you can have sex with her and you won't even be put on the uh, uh, on the um, sexual deviant list, whatever they call that, the predator list. They're trying to make this stuff legal in California. So, yeah, that's that bastard, sick bastard Scott Weiner in California who's writing all these laws supporting pedophilia. So when I hear this, and she's conflating pedophilia with, with uh, a trans thing, I'm not so sure she doesn't mean it. Okay, it keeps going though. Gets better. Here is a gal named Jesse. Uh, I get. Jesse Pocock, I don't know, Pocock, I don't know how to pronounce it, who I think is a woman, but I can't be obvious with this group, um, talking about detransitioners, and it, because the Republican can, the Republican guy um, Cloud asks her about what's the story with all these detransitioners? They get transitioned at at. 16 and and then they detransition at 17 chloe cole is the prime example let's listen to what she's got to say about that a lot of people in the news coming out detransitioning um could you speak to that phenomenon and and what what's that person going through uh did, were, did they get it wrong were they going through a period is it just a fluid thing i mean could you speak to that well you know, I, I can't really speak to an individual's personal experience. I mean, you know, somebody's gender is just a really personal experience, but I can speak to you. I've been in this work for a long time. I know a lot of trans folks, close friends, um, family members, well, the, and the I've just never is, heard a the, case of anyone detransitioning. So I honestly don't think it's a real there's, there's a There's a number of cases. She's never heard of anyone detransitioning. Really? A lot of people detransition. A lot of people have detransitioned. Here's the problem with what she's having. She's having, she's living. I don't think she, she's BSing here. I think she really doesn't know anybody who's detransitioned. These people live in an echo chamber. She only deals with people who are gay, lesbian, trans, intersex, queer, whatever. That's all she deals with. So when someone like Chloe Cole, who detransitioned a year after she transitioned, and 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 is walking the streets talking about it, which takes real bravery, by the way, she has no idea. She's not listening. When you, you talk about the ex-Navy SEAL who transitioned and decided this was a mistake and detransitioned. 
and is on Fox News talking about it. She has no idea. They don't listen. They don't care. Okay, well, here's the last one. Um, it, here, and it's a big call out here in the hearing. All we've been hearing is about how poor trans people, they're always being pissed on by those, those far-right Nazi bigots, blah, blah, blah. Well, and, and how their violence, it, it, their rhetoric, calling someone a groomer who's grooming your kid is violence and all the violence is happening and blah, blah, blah. Well, here's Republican represent, Representative Nancy Mace lighting up a Harvard-trained lawyer about all the threats trans people are actually making on the internet. The broad she's interviewing, someone named Alejandra Caballo. I, I don't know, Caraballo. I don't know if this is, a again, I don't know if this is a gal or a guy. It looks like a gal. I'm going to call her a gal because she looks like a gal. But she keeps saying, you guys keep talking about right-wing threats on the internet from us. But meanwhile, what are you guys doing? Now, this is a bit of a longer clip, but it is really telling. Let's listen. Is rhetoric on social media a problem and a threat to our democracy, Mr. Ward? Yes, absolutely. Mr. Siegel? Yes. Ms. Caraballo? Yes. Ms. Nomani? Yes. Ms. Tyler? Yes. Yes. Um, <clears throat> another question I have. Uh, do you believe that rhetoric targeting officials with violence for carrying out their constitutional duties um, is a threat to democracy, Mr. Ward? Mr. Siegel? Yes. 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 <clears throat> All right. Thank you very much. Only a few weeks after the attempted attack on a Supreme Court justice on June 25th, one of the witnesses, Alejandra Caraballo, tweeted out the following in response to a decision on abortion overturning Roe v. Wade. And I'll quote directly from the tweet. The six justices who overturned Roe should never no peace again. It is our civic duty to accost them every time they're in public. They are pariahs. Since women don't have their rights, these justices should never have a peaceful moment in public again. I know something about being accosted. The night of January 5th, I was physically accosted on the streets of D.C. in Navy Yard by a constituent of mine. I fervently blamed rhetoric rhetoric on social media, rhetoric at public events, for being physically accosted. I carry a gun everywhere I go when I am in my district and I'm at home because I know personally that rhetoric has consequences. I've had my car keyed. I've had my house spray painted. I had someone trespass in my house as recently as August. I've been doxxed on social media about where I live. Um, and I've had to add to security everywhere I go, often because I can't afford it. I have to carry my own firearm wherever I go. And um, Alejandra Caraballo also recently tweeted on November 19th, not even a month ago, that the Supreme Court vested with the judicial power of the United States by our Constitution, stated they are not a legitimate court issuing decisions. And also the Supreme Court is an organ of the far right. So my last question today of Ms. Caraballo, do you stand by these comments, this kind of rhetoric on social media? 
and do you believe it's a threat to democracy? Thank you, Representative, for the opportunity to clarify and provide context to my tweets. <clears throat> um, and I have a question, is it yes or no? Do you believe your rhetoric is a threat to democracy when you're calling to accost a branch of government, the Supreme Court? I don't believe that's a correct uh, characterization but of you my tweeted, statements. Though. Did you not tweet that? That you thought that the Supreme Court justices should be accosted? Did what I'm saying is that that, yes that no? is not an accurate characterization of my statements oh it's not a proper characterization of your statements exactly how is that not a characterization of your statements we can read you are telling people to accost the supreme court members mind you after there was an attempted assassination of one of them and that was the guy on the far right. Here's the problem the left has. And it's not just the trans group. Antifa, BLM, leftist politicians like Maxine Waters, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, even Joe Biden. They constantly demonize the right. I mean, Maxine Waters, not once, not twice, but three times called to harass people on the right. Chuck Schumer said that Gorsuch and Kavanaugh were going to feel the whirlwind come down on them after this, this ruling on Roe versus Wade. I don't want to hear it. And then meanwhile, we have acts of violence against folks like Rand Paul, the assassination attempt on Brett Kavanaugh, the attack on Lee Zeldin. Oh, by the way, twice. I mean, how can these people actually think that... Not only do we have threats of violence against people on the right, we've got violence against people on the right. And of course, don't let me forget about Nancy Mace. I mean, we can't we can't forget about Nancy Mace when she calls us, she's being attacked to the point she has to carry a gun. There is no evidence of tr anti-trans violence that was given yesterday. None. Colorado Springs was a guy who is non-binary and possibly trans. You cannot sit there and say, well, he's lying. You're, you don't get that. We talked about this before. You don't get to do that. If a person identifies as non-binary, they are non-binary. You guys were talking about that yesterday. Okay. And, and all the incidents where people were armed, no. Stuff is not happening. And basically, they're referencing a, 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 an event, one event they're referencing where uh, two guys walked into a drag, drag story time at a library and started yelling at the, at the pervert that was reading to the kids. By the way, with his legs wide open, his underwear showing. And they said, oh, they're Proud Boys? Guess what? They weren't, I don't think they were Proud Boys. <laughs> they were just like, what are you doing? This is perverted. They were protesting. Peacefully, unarmed. Heck, th these people say if a man can be a woman, it is terrorism, bigotry, and violence. But meanwhile, the real violence out there, and by the way, those tweets, I looked them up. They're still up. Those tweets where she threatened the Supreme Court to accost them, you should go out and accost them, they're still up. They're not down. Is that part of the... Did someone complain about that? I'm sure they did. Listen, 
This is what they want. They want you to shut up. They want social media to shut you up. That's what this whole thing is about. Facebook, Instagram, uh, TikTok, uh, YouTube. They're already shutting you up. I can't even produce... I can't even put this on YouTube because they'll just tear it down. So, I mean, it's it's happening. Twitter taken over by Elon Musk? No, he won't do that. He won't do that. And see, the, the thing is, this this whole this whole performance by the trans community, they keep talking LGBTQI+. This has nothing to do with them. It's the trans group. They're the ones that are grooming right now. Okay. It all backfired. You heard you heard the discussions. It all backfired. Now, I know I'm already over 30 minutes, but I can't let this go. Joe Biden continues to give a damn about everyone else in the world but this country. He is spending more money than man has ever seen. And he's spending it everywhere except here. You know, little things like mental health crisis, drug crisis, homeless crisis, uh, border crisis... Uh, we're, we're in debt, thirty almost $32 trillion. Uh, we got fentanyl killing people left and right. But we got to worry about other countries. We got to worry about Africa. So here is Joe Biden making promises at the U.S.-Africa Leaders Summit yesterday, promising to give hundreds of billions of dollars to Africa um, to dig them out of poverty. Now, why don't you sit back and listen to this? I think this is a little, no, this is a short one. Okay, listen. I'm announcing a new initiative, the Digital Transformation with Africa, working with Congress to invest $350 billion to facilitate more than almost a half a billion dollars in financing to make sure people across Africa can participate in a digital economy. That includes partnerships like new collaboration between Microsoft and Visat to bring in Internet access to 5 million Africans, part of Microsoft's commitment to bring access to 100 million people across Africa by the end of the year 2025. That means that means programs to train African entrepreneurs with a focus on women entrepreneurs to code and build skills that need to start their own businesses to secure good-paying jobs and technology with technology firms. And this will include partnerships between African-American African -American companies to provide cybersecurity services to make sure Africa's digital environment is reliable and secure. Okay. I, first off, I find it amazing that we as a country are throwing around half a trillion dollars as if it's nothing. Now, mind you, Joe Biden... And the U.S. government doesn't have half a trillion dollars. He takes it from us, the taxpayer, the people that are earning, and then he gives it to everybody away. Everybody. 30, almost 32, I think we're at 31 and a half trillion dollars. And he wants to take more money and just throw it all over the place. I also find it interesting that he has a partnership with Microsoft. By the way, Microsoft is not a partner. Microsoft, excuse me, that was rude. 
Microsoft is not a partner. Microsoft is a recipient. They're a contractor. Do you think Microsoft is doing any of this for free? Of course they're not doing any of it for free. The government's going to give them more money to do this crap that they're doing. Of course, you have to mention, he does have to mention African-American businesses. He has to mention women in business, entrepreneurial women in Africa, because that's equity. By the way, all this crap is the globalist great reset. This is how it's done. Take from the United States to make it poor. Give it to poor countries to bring them closer to us. Equity. That's what this is all about. But he makes this extremely clear in the next clip. And this one is a little bit longer. This is one of the reasons I wanted to play this today. Because he makes this thing all so really obvious. And no one's calling him out on this. And he feels emboldened. Because he didn't get his ass kicked in, in the elections this year. God, Republicans are incompetent. Listen to what he has to say. He's going to talk about, oh, we'll just throw a billion here and a billion there. But I want you to listen and I want you to see if something's missing, if someone is missing in this speech, in this part of the speech. Listen. CC investments are part of the work we're doing worldwide through the Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment. I propose this initiative together with the rest of the G7 to help fill the need for quality, high-standard infrastructure in Africa and in low-income and middle-income countries around the world. And at the G7 meeting earlier this year, we announced our intention to collectively mobilize $600 billion in the next five years. Today's announcement, joint, joint a portfolio of Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment Projects already underway in Africa, including mobilizing $8 billion in public and private finance to help South Africa replace coal-fired power plants with renewable energy sources and develop cutting-edge energy solutions like clean hydrogen. A deal worth $2 billion to build solar energy projects in Angola. $600 million in high-speed communications cable that will connect Southeast Asia to Europe via Egypt and the Horn of Africa and help bring high-speed internet connectivity to countries all along the way. The bottom line is simple. Trade runs on reliable infrastructure to support and secure resilient supply chains. And improving Africa's infrastructure is essential to our vision of building a stronger global economy that can better withstand the kinds of shocks that we've seen in the past few years. Third, we're continuing to support innovation and entrepreneurship across Africa, investing in, the Afri in, investing in Africa's people. Developing human capital alongside physical infrastructure is another core aspect of the Partnership for Global Infrastructure and Investment. This is all Great Reset philosophy. COVID was the excuse to transform everything. Carl Schwab wrote and talked about this. He wrote two books about this. It's written on the World Economic Forum's website. The United States needs to be put in its place because we are the most powerful economy in the world. We still are, even though China is 
trying to catch up, they're not catching up. This is straight out of his playbook. And when we get to that, did you notice he didn't mention something? He talked about Africa benefiting, Europe benefiting, and Asia benefiting. What about the United States? How are we benefiting from helping all these piss-poor, crap-hole countries? How are we benefiting from them getting better? Maybe the thing the United States needs to do is bring American companies back home. Have them start developing stuff here. Have them start manufacturing stuff here. This is why everyone loved Donald Trump. And Donald Trump's another issue altogether. But this is Donald Trump was like, I'm going to put tariffs and force businesses to come back to the United States. Develop in the United States. Produce in the United States. Manufacture in the United States. And then we export. This guy is completely the opposite. Everything should be spread around the world. And blacks, women, and trans people should all benefit. This is a disaster for the United States. First off, I, I pray the Republicans get their crap together and start blocking this stuff. We've got about three weeks before people start taking over in Congress. Right now, the Republicans are an absolute mess. They need to get... We, there is a possibility. We could have a Democrat as Speaker of the House. Meanwhile, Republicans have a majority in the House. This could happen. Because Republicans can't get their heads out of their asses long enough to, to start... And, Republicanism, when we talk about conservatism and Republicans, they're not the same. Republicans aren't necessarily conservative. This needs to be taken care of. Kevin McCarthy needs to get everyone together and say, guys, because he is, I'm sorry, the only legit, I don't like Kevin McCarthy. I think he's, he's uh, too centrist. But the fact is, he does follow the same at least economic philosophies I do. So I don't know what, what's going to happen here. Someone needs to stop this guy from spending our money. And we're not talking he spends a billion dollars. He's spending half a trillion. When we've got 31 and a half trillion dollars in debt. That's going to come pay. It's going to pay day. Or the day is going to come. We're going to have to pay that back. But no one seems to care. Ugh, very frustrating podcast. I, I'm sorry, I, I wasn't really happy, go lucky. I mean, I was kind of fun listening to the trans people make asses of themselves, because I think they did. Okay, I, I will, pro I will. I don't know if I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow now. I don't know, because I covered the, the extent of it. I, do, I only have two stories I didn't cover, but I think they're pretty... You know what? I might cover them. I might do a podcast. Maybe it's going to be shorter. And, you know, tomorrow's Friday, and there's always surprises on Friday. So we'll see. Uh, hope you enjoyed. Talk to you later. If I don't talk to you tomorrow, talk to you on Monday. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.